Hey guys, welcome back to Angel to IPO. This is the podcast where we talk about everything startups and startup investing. We talk about companies' financials, products, and future expectations. This is a great podcast for anyone that wants to learn about startups, how to invest in startups, and generally what's new in um, technology. I'm your co-host, Ajay Velayapin. And I'm your co-host, Varun Ramanathan. And on today's podcast, we're going to be discussing the topic of why Quibi failed. Uh, so to first kick this topic off, what is Quibi? So Quibi uh, was a new um, startup that was created by some pretty big people, which we'll discuss later. Uh, and, and the whole business of Quibi was creating short videos or you know short television episodes that you can watch on your phone and on the go. Um, and Ajay, tell me, tell me more about Quibi. What, what sets them apart? What was the vision for Quibi? Yeah, for sure. So actually, we'll discuss later on in the podcast why that was one of the reasons they failed, that they didn't have a very defined vision. But overall, what they were trying to do was create kind of a a medium in, in between, let's say, Netflix and TikTok in a way, right? These short videos, like short episodes, I think five to 10 minutes. And it's called Quibi for Quick Bites. And they brought in some really big Hollywood names like um, Anna Kendrick and Liam Hemsworth. So, um, Varun, just what do you? What's your first impression of? Would you use this service? So I think evidently, um, I, thing is, Quibi spent so much on advertising. I've probably seen this ad on Instagram, on TikTok, on everywhere I go, and I was like. I wouldn't use this like you know it's five to ten minute episodes like it's cool but like for the price they were you know they were they're trying to like competitively price at something like Netflix and like with the amount of range of content that Netflix has with your you know typical shows with the amount of content you're paying for Netflix makes sense you know paying you know ten twelve dollars a month Quibi when we're paying that much for like five ten minute episodes with a pretty limited library I was like I don't see the point of this like you know I'll be watching for five minutes and then I'm done like it wasn't something that worked with me. Like, I, I wouldn't see a situation where I'd be using it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Quibi was $5 a month for uh, their episodes with ads. And if they're short videos, why would you want ads in it? And then $8 a month without ads. So that pricing model itself didn't really make sense for these short episodes. And another thing I'd say, which is honestly, I'd say one of Quibi's biggest competitors is just YouTube. And YouTube's free for everyone. The ads are honestly very short. It's like five seconds and then you skip it. The original ad, and they have these, I mean, millions of creators that create shows basically themselves. And while they brought in these top Hollywood names, it didn't make the content like that much worth it to anyone, right? And because that, I think that was one of the first points, let's say, why it failed being that its price wasn't really justifiable. Um, Another thing I was wondering is, what do you think about like, how known Quibi was in the world? I know they had a lot of ads, but how known was it to the regular population? Sure. So I think one thing when you talk about how known it was is who founded it, you know, their street cred. So when we look at the founders, one was Jeffrey Katzenberg, who was once the chairman of Walt Disney, the co-founder of DreamWorks. So he's like one of the top guys in the media industry. And then we have Meg Whitman, who's like one of the big proponents of the tech industry. You know, she's a board member of Procter & Gamble, so Dropbox, once was the CEO of eBay, you know, like a, two huge juggernauts. 
and they created this and they had like close to I think almost one point was it nine five billion dollars in funding or one point six five billion dollars in funding so they raised that much money and they spent that so much on you know on ads on getting their specialized shows with you know Steven Spielberg with Kevin Hart all these big names and I think it was pretty well known I don't think the thing about Quibi was that it was not known I think it was people heard about it but they just didn't care like I remember seeing the ads and I you know it's not like it was targeted to me I don't I'm not really like a I don't watch so much Netflix that it'll target to me. It just, they spent so much money on advertising, getting the word out. It just, I don't think it's stuck. Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, they spent a lot of money on ads. Like, they ran a Super Bowl ad last year, which was supposedly a flop. That's what The Verge has reported, that it was a flop. And they were spending, they were making these multi-million dollar bets on these short shows, right? So they were spending huge amounts of money. But then... I think what wasn't known was, did people know what Quibi was? Yes. But did they know how Quibi worked? I'd say no. And, and The Verge is the same thing, and I'll, I'll point out why. Um, I think it's because Quibi's whole point were these really short like episodes, and I don't think they were able to really get that across in their marketing because they'd market these shows and then if someone went did the free trial then i'd see okay these are short shows there's not much content why would i stay with it and something else i'd like to add is what was really the difference so if the whole point of quibi was to watch a show in a short amount of time right but why would you do that if one you could hop on youtube or two you could just use tiktok which had that same scrolling right so i don't think there was enough of uh, a reason for people to move over to Quibi versus spending their time on TikTok or YouTube or even Instagram, right? Exactly. And I think the biggest thing they got hit with was their timing. So they had this all planned and you know, they got kind of got stuck between, you know, the long Netflix and the quick social media aspect and they were trying to be in between and this would have worked cuz like, you know, the the you know, the perfect use case in Quibi's eyes was, you know, someone was waiting in line, you know, at like a store or something, and you know, they're on the move, you know, they get on the subway, they want to watch a five, ten minute episode, not be in the middle. That would have worked. But when they released, they released in prime hit quarantine COVID. Like no one's going anywhere. Like no one's getting on trains, no one's spending five or ten minutes in a shop. Everyone's at home. And when you're at home, you're binge watching Netflix, not watching five minutes, ten minutes, like, their timing was the, probably the worst it could have ever been. Yeah, and I'm going to be honest, in, in my personal opinion, I, I think their timing was the worst, and it led to their very quick downfall, right, less than six months from their launch to when they said we're wrapping it up, but I think it would have failed no matter what, and I'll, I'll tell you why. I don't think they were able to show what, why should anyone be using Quibi, right? They, they never showed everyone what's their value proposition. Having these short episodes, right? So someone that's sitting on the train, right? That was one of their biggest ads. Someone sitting on a train watching the show with the big person, right? But why do they need to do that if, one, they can be using TikTok, which is a huge thing. Two, they can be on YouTube. And now big Hollywood stars have YouTube. Like Will Smith makes YouTube videos all the time, right? And people could be watching that if they wanted the Hollywood thing. Or or three, I, I mean, it's just that short amount of time. It didn't really see, feel like an appeal. I think they were solving a problem that wasn't a problem. Because I think people already had stuff to do in that short amount of time. So... Um, I'd say, like, why would you, Varun, like, is there a reason why you would use Quibi over TikTok when you're sitting five minutes on the uh, subway? 
I think the one thing that they were trying to target is, you know, high value content. You know, on TikTok, it's anyone can post content and it's whatever viral you can kind of see. And Quibi, they're trying to say, you know, you're seeing your stars, you're seeing Kevin Hart, you know, you're seeing million dollar content right here, you know, put so much money into it. So with that, it might be cool, but like, would I pay money to do that? Definitely not. I'd rather go on TikTok, get a quick laugh and get off the train instead of, you know, me paying five. Like, I don't see it as a reoccurring subscription type thing that I'm going to be using so much. I think the... Um, you know, short time span of people to get content and is very true. But we already have social media for that. I can go on Instagram quickly, five minutes, go through my feed, cool. Go on TikTok for a couple and I'm done. Like actually having high value content, I feel like I want to sit down and watch. If I'm watching a TV show, I want to sit down, enjoy it, watch it. If I'm watching a movie, you know, get some popcorn, sit down and watch it. Like they're trying to get like the, you know, the luxury feel in a short time span. And I think it was just too much of a learning curve and not too much of a population that really wanted that exactly yeah and just to add on to that i'd say if i'm sitting on a subway honestly my time is either okay if i'm not on my email if i'm going to be going on tiktok or youtube it's more of like let's say something to do maybe a funny video or something like that but it's not like it's not relaxation right i'm not going to feel relaxation and that only really happens when i'm at home in front of my tv in front of my computer and Quibi didn't even have that that technology, right? That even adds on top of that, right? Like exactly. take Netflix, for example. Netflix is streaming, and while they have all longer shows, you can watch it on your TV, your computer, absolutely anything, right? You can exactly. watch it on all modern devices. But Quibi could only be done on your phone. So that removes so much of I'd say the, the areas that Quibi can be used. Definitely. And I think one thing I want to quickly add to that is I think they spent so much time in development of features that didn't matter. Like they advertised and they spent so much money in seeing, on saying that you can do real time transformation from horizontal to vertical on your phone. Like I don't think that's that big of a deal. Like just so like you're watching a, like a show I guess vertically on your phone and you turn it and now it's horizontal. Like they spent a lot of time so they can you know do the editing and everything would work for that. But I don't even think that's a big selling point at all. Yeah, I mean, exactly, right? Like, I have no problem watching YouTube videos horizontal. I don't see what added value there would be for me watching it vertical, right? I just don't see the added value. So why were they pushing it that much, right? It, it didn't seem to make sense. And even though Quibi did get so many top Hollywood stars on their shows, um, supposedly, I, I'll be honest, I never watched a Quibi show because I never got the service. Um, supposedly, The Verge reports that their shows weren't even that good. So if you don't have good content, how are you going to keep people on your service? Like Netflix's biggest thing is they keep you on their service. Exactly. I think, I mean, I think it makes sense with the content model itself. They want to do a full episode in five to ten minutes. Like, how much content, how much complexity can you have? Netflix doesn't advertise that. Netflix, I mean, every Netflix show, we're left with a cliffhanger for the next episode. This, I mean, it's like five to ten minutes. You're trying to get a whole storyline and, like, you're not going to have much. But then on the TikTok side, it's they're not advertising it as a full episode. TikTok is just a quick laugh. Like, they're just caught in the middle. And, it, it, uh, yeah, I think they just really got caught in the middle, didn't understand the target market. And one thing I want to add is their tech person, you know, Meg Whitman, she doesn't have any experience in the streaming industry. You know, she's a juggernaut in the Internet industry. But streaming is a whole other ball game, And especially during quarantine, streaming grew, like, insanely. 
Yeah, no, I think you're definitely correct. And, and as well as Katzenberg, right? He had experience. He was in Disney in the 80s, and he produced some great films like Beauty and the Beast, right? That did exceptionally well. But the question is, does he know the current day market, the current day young people well enough? I don't know. Like That's one thing we had to look at, as well as that streaming is a different ballgame. There's so many streaming services out there, right? We have Netflix, Disney+, Plus, Paramount+, Plus, Discovery+. Plus. I mean, there's just so many ones that people are already having a hard time choosing how much money do I spend on each of these services. And then you're going to add on another service, which doesn't even really compete with those services. So they didn't really have it there. And one other thing I'll point out is one of the biggest things on the internet for something to get popular is virality, something spreading. So I think one of the reasons TikTok did so well is because I honestly get a lot of TikTok sent to me by my friends, right? Something they find funny, they'll send it to me. Quibi didn't even have that feature where you could link the video or link the ad for the show. They didn't have that built in. And because of that, how do you, how do they spread their content? How do they spread awareness? With like Netflix, you might just like text someone or you could text someone the ad, but like Quibi didn't really have that. Yeah, for sure. I think what we've seen with Net, like Netflix and stuff like that, their shows are good. I think their content, I mean, there's a debate, you know, about the movies and stuff, but they, pro- like, the Netflix originals are good, you know, whether it's Outer Banks or, you know, you know, Money Heist or something, like, they get good content, it doesn't, their entire libraries aren't good, but they ha- get one or two, you know, really good shows per month, and they get the word talking about them, you know, they get the hype around them. I don't think Quibi, like, initially had a really good show. For example, Disney Plus, like, they were able to grow a lot because they had the Mandalorian. You know, they had these one or two shows, which was a proponent. People bought Disney Plus just for Mandalorian. You know, you need to have this kind of, this initial buying point, and Quibi just didn't have that. Yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. Like, I'll just point out, like, Netflix has continuously good shows, right? They will continuously... While you might not watch every show because they put so much content out there, you'll you'll watch at least something, right? Like now they have Bridgerton, you so many different shows that are popular. Then Netflix, and then then Disney Plus has these shows that people buy the service just for them, such as like I said, Mandalorian. And I want to point out the new Marvel series. Marvel is only on Disney Plus, and that definitely is a big selling point. But Quibi Quibi didn't have that. They didn't have some content that people already had a built-in let's say dedication to like marvel on on their service and i, th- I think that's one of the other reasons they weren't able to to get popular and one thing i want to talk about is their funding right we said they had 1.65 billion in funding which yeah. is exceptionally high amount of funding for a company that ha- hadn't even had their product created or in a beta launch yet right and the reason behind this i'm guessing is because um, they had very famous founders. They were able to fundraise because they knew the big VCs and stuff like that. And what I want to point out to you as an investor is it's not always the right investment just because the big people are in it. You also got to look at, does this business even make sense, right? Exactly. That That's a big point to look at. Yeah, I think one reason, you know, why we're even featuring this on our podcast is to kind of go with the lesson. You can have the best founders, the best, you know, billions in funding, amazing connections amazing marketing everything like their logo branding everything was great but if you don't have one two things a, you know a viable idea that you've been tested and 
timing. I think those are two things you go ask anyone. Timing and the viability of the idea are the most important, no matter how much funding, marketing, you know, ex expertise you have. So even if you have those and you start small and bootstrap it, you're more likely to be, you know, sustainable in the long run than just quickly throwing money at a problem. I think that's like a big lesson to take away from this. Yeah, exactly. I mean, don't put your money just in the people, right? Just because there's a big name, that's not what you. I think you should put your money behind. Big names can help. They can give more security behind, okay, I think this person's going to pull it off. But at the end of the day, it's about the product. Is it going to be profitable? Do people want to use it? If not, why would I be investing in it? And I think that's the point. And we as investors need to think about that in every single investment we're making. And Quibi is a lesson for that. So, um... Feel free to let us know what your guys' thoughts are on Quibi or maybe another company that you think had a similar experience. You can contact us at angel to ipo on Instagram or you can email us at angel to ipo at gmail.com and we'd love to hear from you guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs>